Bossy Britches with Lisa Schinniger and Julia Dumay. And we're joined this week by special guest Lindsay McMillan. And we're going to be talking about pop culture comfort food. You know, it's the middle of January where I am. It's cold and rainy and it's probably not much better where you are if you're <laughs> in the Northern Hemisphere. Um, so we're going to talk about what we go to when we need a little pick-me-up. So, uh, turn it over to you guys. What do you turn to? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let Lindsay go first because I think I know what hers are gonna be. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to hear her talk about them. You have a feeling? Well, I wasn't sure because I've got a a couple because I think it's, you know, you've got like your favorites, but then you've got that special group of favorites that are the ones that you actually could watch a million times. Yeah. And maybe you even like to just watch the whole series, but fast forward and watch certain (laughs) scenes specifically. Perhaps that's a thing. I know that's how it is for me. Um, Mm -hmm. One of my big ones actually through the years has been uh, the American uh, remake of The Office, Um, especially the first few seasons. Like, Mm -hmm. I hate to be all like, oh, their old stuff was better. But um, (laughs) the first few seasons were really good, like two, three, four kind of thing. And uh, I find that they're always, like, kind of transporting and comforting, and it's funny but heartfelt, and Hmm. yeah, I find it's always a good, you know, when you've had, like, a rough week or whatever, or day, or what have you, um, you know, that I find it's it's really good to go back, because... I don't know. I think anything that you can say about the series has probably already been said a million times way better. But um, Steve Carell yeah, is a I, delight. I, that's a really great pick. Because yeah. like, it was still really lighthearted and like fun um, yeah. before everybody got really mean. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Because it was just, yeah, it was very lighthearted and I don't know. And there were some very sweet moments and, and very kind of, yeah, like just really nice kind of I don't know, interactions between the characters that were unexpected sometimes. Like, I like to think of um, times that Dwight <laughs> was not so robotic and actually sort of had some empathy for another person. Oh, and, yeah. You know, he has some really great moments. And, and also when Michael, when you kind of see past the facade that he puts up and that he's actually this very sweet, very gentle, uh, hmm. loving person, and that he's just we sort of erected this thing to preserve himself and to try to survive as the kind of guy he thinks he's supposed to be and and so it right, kind of leads yeah. to some really sweet moments there that I really yeah I love it and it's it's still fun you go back and it's still hilarious it's still it has not aged at all for me not that it was like you huh. know ages ago it was like 10 years ago but it's still really really enjoyable hmm. yeah yeah a lot of mine you bring up something and I'll probably I'll ask a little more. I'll, I want to talk about this a little more later because mine are also, uh, a lot of mine are TV shows, um, and often comedies as well. So, and similar, like Parks and Rec is one of mine, um, which is, you know, has a lot of people in common with The Office, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I find, I don't know, um, I guess we can continue sort of our, talking about ours in general but uh i was wondering if you guys had found you leaned more towards movies or tv shows or books or what you found uh worked best for you i think for me anymore it's really movies um Hmm. 
because like a lot of TV shows, um, stuff comes on and off of Netflix. So I can't always depend on that as a source. Mm. Um, it's, I'm to the point now we actually just talked about getting rid of the Blu-ray player because we realized we don't use any of our discs anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, like I, it's, I don't know, like they're in a cabinet or they're in a box and I have to go and search them out and I have to keep, <laughs> like there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot of activity involved. And when I'm looking for something that's really like a comfort food, I want to just get it started and let it go. Yeah. Um, so I found like movies recently does that for me because I have like things that I've bought on iTunes that are on my computer and I can just throw it up on the TV whenever I want to. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it used to be TV shows like, um, huh. For years and years, mine were the X Files and the West Wing. Oh, nice! Um, oh, yeah. And it would just, you know, yeah. know, just throw on a couple of episodes and just, you know, remember how great those shows were totally. back in the oh, day. Yeah, <laughs> nothing Gosh. else really compared to them. And yeah, um, the West Wing I can't really watch rewatch anymore because Aaron Sorkin, <laughs> all of Aaron Sorkin. Oh. He just keeps, have just yeah. ruined it for me. He just, just keeps can't. sorkening, and you're yeah. like, oh, it's been retroactively. Yeah. It's a lot more harder to watch. You're just like, like mm. what a crime. Like, that's the worst thing he's done by far, is yeah. continue yeah. to be himself and therefore yeah. the best way for people. <laughs> yeah. That's well, just. Ugh, like, as a, awful. you know, as a baby <laughs> progressive, like, watching that stuff, like, I only. I had the kind of, like, surface level liberal ideas that that he has in the in the show and so like i like on that point it like really meshed well like i, I fit into where the show was going but now watching it several years down the road and hopefully i've had some growth since then and i can recognize that there's a lot of gross stuff happening yeah like underneath yeah. that veneer and it's just like i just can't do it like i can't i can't like, the characters that I love so much, it turns out, like, they're not, they're not as good as I thought they were, and they're not, like, and they're gross in ways that I didn't remember, and... Yeah, the, you see now, especially, I think, with that one, you know, because I, I actually just, for the first time, watched it all the way through just a couple years ago, mm -hmm. um, when it was on Netflix, and, uh... I, you know, I'd seen stuff, I'd seen it occasionally when it was originally on, but I had never sat down and watched it fully. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I found that, like you said, it's not like, I could have, I probably, I might have been, been able, able to, to enjoy, enjoy it, it more, like, even if I knew Aaron Sorkin was kind of gross, except that I can see completely, like, <laughs> all the ways in which he <laughs> is he has all his weaknesses basically yeah. as a writer were just really really they showed a lot more now where mm -hmm. it was like oh mm -hmm. yeah 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 well like the the walk and talk and like the rapid fire dialogue and the back and forth where you, everybody keeps repeating the same thing for like six or seven lines yeah <laughs> those were charming when that was like new and fresh yeah. but now it's like god what like uh because other people have taken that and progressed it. I yeah. Um, and but that's I mean that's the problem with comfort food always. Like when you like pop culture comfort food, you go back to your favorites and you, you know, the world has moved on since. Um, yeah. yeah. Like Lord of the Rings used to be one oh, of my comfort foods. Gosh, and I just, me too. Like, it 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 does not hold up as well as mm. I think I thought it would. Yeah. Um, and which is, you know, that's always upsetting. Like, yeah, you, know, you want you can, to love something. 
Yeah. As much as you did. Um, yeah. You could, have like a whole, you could have a whole separate episode that is just about stuff that you've revisited that has been so disappointing. Yeah. yeah where you're you like, oh, this did it's not It's like the opposite. Well. <laughs> the opposite of comfort food where it's like, this yeah. will make you feel better. <laughs> and you go oh. and you're like, oh. Yeah. That didn't <laughs> help at all. The Ooh. impermanence of life. Like, nobody wants to dwell on that when they oh. want comfort food. Let's have an episode about death. Yes. (laughs) The inevitability of decay and death. Yeah. And just something that you loved so much. And it turns out that, no. Yeah. Oh, listeners, you're in for a treat. Today we're talking about mortality. (laughs) We're going to meditate on that a bit. How does that sound, everybody? Great. That's our cheer up episode. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, good times. Oh, Mercy. So I took us down a dark road there. But yeah. I'll bring us back real quick. One of the comfort foods that I do still watch a lot um, when I'm feeling down um, is actually, it's I don't watch it. I read it. It's the novel Jurassic Park oh. uh, by Michael Crichton. I don't know what it is about that book. I, It's like, I don't even think it's the book anymore. It's like the ritual of reading it. Yeah. Yeah. I've destroyed multiple copies of it that have just disintegrated from <laughs> handling too much. Um, I first read it in like junior high and it has, I've never been without a hard copy of it since. Um, huh. It's just really comforting because I know every twist and turn. Um, I know what's coming. I know how all the characters react to things. And there's just something about like progressing through the novel um, and watching things develop um, and remembering how it differs from the movie. I don't know what it is that I find so comforting about it, but it really is like just curl up on a, a gross day when I'm not feeling great and just like lose myself in these characters um, that I, I've loved for decades. Um, because it's kind of like, it's like, I don't know, it's on a level of like picking up a Jane Austen that I've read a thousand times. Yeah. And it's just, it's just comforting because I know how everything is going to happen. Like, if you pick up a new book, you think you might know, and then things don't turn out the way you do, or you're just yeah. prose, or the plotting isn't great. But, like, yeah. you, pick up, you pick up a book you've read dozens of times, and it's just as good every time. Yeah. Um, and you get to kind of dwell in the details. Totally. Yeah. Well, I think that is an important point. Like, there is, and actually to take it back to that a bit, because um, familiarity definitely is an important part of it for Mm -hmm. me um you know when i'm in kind of a bad mood when i i just need something to cheer me up when i'm you know i want something that is not going to be that is not going to involve a whole lot of brain power yeah um and that i don't need to be totally engaged in and that i know the stakes there's not going to be anything surprising that's going to drain me emotionally yeah um but certainly not all familiar things like there are things i reread lots of times plenty of books and movies i rewatch and shows i rewatch and all sorts of stuff i revisit but it's not all what i would call comfort food right mm-hmm. um so the distinction there is something i'm not sure where the dividing line is i don't know if you guys have found if you guys have any any criteria you find that sort of divide something you revisit from something you turn to when you really need Hmm. when you need it i you know that's that's a really good question i don't think i think about it i think 
it's just like what I instinctually reach for. Yeah. When I need something, um, because a movie I I I do rewatch a lot, and um, it's always in like time. I don't realize it at the time, but then like once I've gone through a binge of this over a week or so, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I was really stressed about, Aww. or I was really upset about, um, things that aren't like apparent at first um thor i actually watched oh, yeah rewatched a lot because the first time i saw it i hated it <laughs> i just i absolutely hated it i thought yeah. it was a terrible movie All and right. then it came on netflix and i was like well i really like the other marvel movies i'll give it another shot and i ended up really liking it and i think it was huh. because i was stressed out and it was like really Aww. like deliciously cheesy yeah. and like lighthearted. that thing again um and kind of soothing almost like mm. the bad guy doesn't win the good guys win mm-hmm. um there's a smart lady who gets to be a smart lady there's like a yeah. hot dude <laughs> there's a great female gaze um yeah and I, I i wound up watching it constantly on netflix <laughs> like it every time i opened up netflix i was like oh what am i gonna watch out of my queue oh thor i'm gonna watch thor again nice That's... yeah <laughs> yeah so i think it's just like i don't know like when you're doing that thing where you're trying to pick something and you can't and everything looks terrible and you're just not interested. Yeah. Like whatever you end up with, I think feels like that's probably yeah the comfort. For yeah. me on Netflix, it's always, and this is a weird one I feel, but I have rewatched, and I realize I'm also like kind of alone on this one, so I'm going to just, just throw it out there. Uh, I've rewatched The Killing. Uh, like, I've rewatched it. Like, I feel like that's kind of sick as well. Like, how, is that, how is that comforting? But it is. I don't know what to tell you. I think for me, because the whole draw of The Killing, uh, it's sort of problems and sort of shortcomings aside. Uh, the Aww. thing I love about it is I love the characters and uh, it's like I get to go hang out with them. So I'm mm-hmm. like in the car with Holder and Linda and having a cigarette and like, what are we going to do? And like, you know, like this kind of thing. Aww. So I, for me, I think that's a big draw is like, how much do I love the characters and do I want to go hang out with them? And yeah. with that yeah. show, it's like, I just fast forward through a lot of the other stuff. All right, and then I just hang well, out with I just hang out with Holder and Linden as they. That's a really great they, criteria. They like, investigate a murder and disintegrate emotionally and mentally. And uh, nice, all right, it's great. Yeah, that's a good, yeah. Is that kind of a through line for all of us, the the characters? Because that's what I keep coming back to, like Jurassic Park. Yeah. yeah. Um, Thor, like it's not so much about the story as it yeah. is about. Do I like the characters enough to revisit? Absolutely. Yeah. Repeatedly? yeah. yeah. I, think I think it's characters for me, for sure. I barely uh, notice when things don't have a plot, to be honest. Most yeah. of the time, yeah. I'm yeah. like, oh, but the characters that, that are good. But this face, I like this face. This person's delightful. You know, that's it. For yeah. It's <laughs> all I ask. Yeah. 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 What yeah. about you, Jules? What do you? Well, I. That's interesting, actually on the subject of characters because I was after you said that I started thinking about it and I think for me there's two different kinds um mostly it's yeah people I like it's characters I like who I'm like all right I as you say I feel like I'm there I feel like yeah this is how I would react in this situation or that's how I wish I would react if I were a little cooler or smarter or funnier or whatever um but then there's a couple of mine where it's like 
terrible garbage people doing terrible garbage <laughs> things, as we've discussed. And I'm just like, yes, I, and it's just so over the top and ridiculous. And actually, both of the examples of that I'm coming up with are very, very similar. Um, mm-hmm. One is Archer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> which is just awful people and they never learn lessons and it just goes for it completely <laughs> in terms of everybody's awfulness. Yeah. And um actually very, very similar is a movie uh is uh The Matador, which is uh, basically yeah. Archer having a midlife crisis, essentially. <laughs> wow. Um and that again it just terrible a terrible person who is having a midlife crisis and latches on to these two hapless like suburbanites um and it's i can't even explain really why i love that movie because it's not i feel like it in a lot of ways it's not my style at all but i really do i just absolutely adore that movie and like whenever i need kind of to cheer up i I go to that movie. That is a good movie. I think we've talked about it before. Um, it's hilarious. Yes. And I, I do. I love the way you describe it as Archer having a midlife crisis. <laughs> it <laughs> because is. it totally is. I realized that as I was watching my most recent viewing, I was like, oh, this is Archer having a midlife crisis. <laughs> like before Archer was a TV show, this movie it's like the proto archer. Now I want to know if it influenced them at all because it, it's perfect. God, it totally I suits. So. I like to imagine that it did. <laughs> huh? Um, so I was thinking, um, like recently, um, I discovered going back again to that thing about like revisiting things and realizing they aren't quite what you thought they were, Ugh. um, <clears throat> and the comfort. It isn't there as much mm. anymore. Um, mm. Much Ado About Nothing, the Kenneth Branagh version. Oh, yeah. Was my comfort food for a long time. Yeah. Um, and it's only recently I'm taking this Shakespeare class this quarter and we just have been studying it. And like <laughs> looking at it critically, like looking at the play and then looking at that adaptation as an adaptation. Mm. Um, boy, oh, I just ruined it for myself. Basically. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that really did. Yeah. Um, well, analyzing it critically. Yeah. Is... Well, and also, mm. like, I, I didn't see the Joss Whedon version for a long time. And I just watched it for this class. Oh. And that kind of ruined it in retrospect, too, because like, I have this memory of the play, like being this really joyous um like triumphant thing at the end, like love triumphs and, but it's not, it's really like, it's yeah. and dark and like, I really let that, um, like good looking men in leather pants. Yeah. <laughs> like, beautiful Tuscan sunshine. Yeah. Um, I really let that influence like, like how I think of, of the movie. Like, cause that's how I watched it was like, it was this really fun rom-com kind of thing. Oh, you know? yeah. no. Yeah. And, and you now read I'm it like, closely and you're like, wait, yeah. what? <laughs> this is dark. Well, and then you, like the, the thing that we were just talking about for class was, um, Branagh's version specifically, like he adapted it deliberately to remove like all of like the really gross stuff about Benedict. Like, oh, yeah. Um, so that you don't know that he's like this cad, this womanizer, like he's not, like he's a much nicer guy. And I think probably because Branagh was going to be playing him himself. Right. He kind of like cleaned him up a little bit. But it's like, like that, 
it got me through a lot of like sick days from school like Aww. when i was just miserable and it, like a lot of depression days and um like oh boy doesn't love me i'll watch Aww. this movie yeah. love triumphs and now it's like oh oh <laughs> uh i was probably better off without him anyway um <laughs> So do, do you guys have anything like that that like you had as a comfort for a long time and then you kind of your perspective changed and you aren't able to look at it in the same way? I am sure I do. In fact, I'm pretty sure I have so many that I'm just like <laughs> having trouble picking one. <laughs> so I'm going to have to think about that one a little more. Um, I find oddly um, like I use them often as like trashy fun or when I need it to be cheered up but um in other ways but I find that romance novels really are not because generally for me they need to be you know we've talked about this a little but like repeatability um and and often romance novels I will really enjoy them as I'm reading them and they're good trashy fun but then later I'm like I feel no need to revisit them whatsoever mm-hmm. for the most mm-hmm. part. There yeah. are a couple of exceptions where I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll go back. There are a couple where I'll reread. But even then, I'm like, even those, sometimes I'm like, by the third reading, I'm like, okay, this is, I'm I'm not as enamored with it, um, as it were, as I was the first time. Mm-hmm. So those I find, for being sort of stress relieving fun a lot of the time are not as good at at sort of that comfort food yeah uh, job I agree I agree because I went through (laughs) it was a few years ago and I had just uh left a job that was really stressful and I I, there was like Mm. a whole month where all I did was basically read romance novels while rolling around in my bed eating bagels Nice. Um, oh, that sounds that was awesome. A, honestly, best month of my life. Um, nice. I have to say, like, I, I, I don't know how many novels I plowed through. Like, I just went nuts. And uh, mm-hmm. I, yeah, they're super good comfort, uh, kind of diverting stuff the first time around. But I have to say, like, I don't think, as uh, although there are some standouts that I was like, oh, yeah, that one was great. Um, they, I, I don't know that I would reread them. I don't know if it would be, I'd be like, no, I'm over it. Yeah. I don't need to reread it. It's not the same. That's interesting. Yeah. I feel the same way. Like, like as a genre, it's a comfort food, but like individually, not so much. Yeah. Exactly. I wonder, I wonder why that is. Like, do you, do you feel like it's the plots that you don't want to repeat or is it the characters aren't? A little of both. I mean, I think you pointed out, as you pointed out, the genre, it's sort of as a whole can be. And I think that hits a lot of the same places that we've talked about with comfort food where, you know, you sort of know what you're getting. Yeah. You know, there's probably not going to be any huge emotional surprises. You know, the main character isn't going to die brutally halfway through. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, there's not going to be any that you sort of know what the stakes are Mm -hmm. and how it's going to end going in. But um, that can be sort of like I, and I'm not knocking formula at all. I, I, you know, it sounds like I'm bashing it to say the formula is the problem, but that can be, I guess it's sort of a double-edged sword. Yeah. Um, Because it also makes, it makes for often the characters are, 
there's a few variations on characters, and there are plenty I really like. There are plenty of writers who are just fantastic at it. So again, I we are not coming down anti-romance novel no, here. No, no. But I, um, yeah, that's the characters and the plot. You just sort of you know going in what you're getting, but that also means that you sort of there's not a lot there to really revisit. There's yeah. not a lot that's going to reward multiple close readings over and over. Yeah, and the, like the characters are usually pretty thin. Like they're mm. it's just a couple of details slapped on some stereotypes. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's the prototypical hero and heroine and um I find that a lot with like I have certain authors that I'll read immediately as soon as they come out with a new book, hmm. but I don't really revisit because it's kind of just the same characters recycled over and over. Um like with different hair or body type rarely yeah. um or circumstances yeah, it's like, this time he's a cowboy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This time he has red hair. Like, that happens, like, once. Yeah. <laughs> like, and they never do it again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Only he has to be wearing a kilt if he has red hair. Yes. Yeah. Because uh, otherwise it's, it's people never... are like, ugh, a ginger. You know? Like, yeah, it's never, skin. like, red either. It's always, like, a burnished copper. Or <laughs> yeah. It's really auburn, people. Like, yeah. nobody's willing to really go to bat for a ginger male. Leader. Yeah. Aww, Shot so through with threads of red. Yeah. Reddish gold. Like, ugh. Yeah. But you can have, you can have ginger heroines. Yeah. Yes. Like, That's true. it seems like every other one is That's a fiery true. redhead. Fiery redhead. With a fiery. temper to match. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love I'm to have. Like, I'd love for there to be like a fiery redhead. Like her, her hair is like the reddest red that was ever so red. Um, <laughs> but she's actually like really sort of like you know chill. She's like whatever. Yeah, I'm not she's bothered. Kind of boring. Should, like write you know a standard brunette heroine and then just change it at the last second. Yeah, that Correct. would really be a game changer in the genre. I think it would. I think <laughs> yes. it would. Find her place. Gonna take a note. That's my next project. Excellent. Awesome. (laughs) Yes, do that. (laughs) Redhead, but but meek. (laughs) Meek. Yeah. Oh, gosh. And not, like, secretly, like, fiery underneath a meek exterior that she puts on to keep attention away from herself. Like, no, genuinely. Yeah. That would be nice. Just kind of chill. Just kind of... Taking it easy. She genuinely does not care. She genuinely cannot be bothered. No. No. I'd love a romance novel. I would love a romance novel where, like, you know, she's fiery, whatever, and he's, like, a bit of a dick, and he comes in and does some dick thing, and then she's like, yeah, fuck off. I got this sandwich. I don't need you. Like, what? (laughs) I I would read that. And the romance is secretly about her and her cat. Oh, okay. I was gonna say her and food. Yeah, yeah, her, yeah, her and a sandwich. That would yeah, her and a yeah. sandwich. I guess that was sort of Thirty Rock, hey? Like, I guess that was that's true. Yeah, it was that's about true. a woman, a There's... woman and her food. That's speaking true. of that's a good comfort point. foods. That one for me. Um, oh gosh, yeah, is definitely like that's a real pick me up. Oh, it doesn't, me too. There's only a couple of clunker episodes, so it's like anywhere yeah. you land is gonna be hilarious. Yeah, um, yeah. And I kind of felt a little betrayed by the ending of her getting happily married with the babies and like, cause all along, like you said, like it was, it was Liz yeah. Lemon and her sandwich. Like, <laughs> that was my OTP. Like, she's just a woman alone with ham, like <laughs> eating her night cheese. 
<laughs> yeah. Working on her night cheese. Yep. Yeah, I'm still, I feel like I'm still looking for that perfect story about a woman who, like Liz Lemon, it's like, you know, the dating, she's not, wah, Kathy, about, you know, um, <laughs> men and stuff all the time, but that doesn't end with that in a way that you end up feeling like, oh, but I guess it was really about that in the end, you know? Yeah. I feel like that yeah. doesn't, I feel like it hasn't, that doesn't exist yet, or if it does, I haven't come across it, so if anyone knows of a story like that, please don't uh, keep it to yourself. I feel like Pipe that is up. one, Bring and that. now I'm, like, completely blanking on what it was, because I think I remember, like, reading it it was a book or something. And I remember reading it when I was a kid and thinking it was so, the ending was, oh, now I'm thinking, now I remember, um, Washington Square by Henry James. Oh. Oh, yeah. And The Heiress, the movie. And I remember reading it as a teenager and thinking this was like the most tragic ending ever. And it was so sad. And then I reread it like 10 years later as an adult. And I was like, that's a pretty awesome ending, actually. <laughs> That's badass. You go, girl. Wait a minute. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, like, that's wow. a really good one. Well, and that that brings me back to Much Ado About Nothing, like um the the Hey Nani Nani song. It's um counseling women to just let it go, basically. Um, <laughs> like, oh, your man's a dick. Ah, just deal with it. Like, who cares? Just be happy all the time and don't be upset, like when he's cheating on you or whatever. Yeah. Um, which like. And then when Emma Thompson is reciting it, like, at the beginning, um, and she's like, you know, whatever. Like, I read it more as, like, if he's if he's a dick, just dump him. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's the version of Much Do I would much rather see. Him. Yeah. Yeah, where she's like, oh, Benedict, you've treated me like a dick for all this time. Eh, see you later. Yeah. All right, bye. Like, <laughs> right? I would love to see that and have it not be. Like, and I feel like. I don't know, in so much pop culture, if that's what happens, then it has to be followed up by her meeting some kind of ideal guy that's better. Yeah. And yeah. it was, yeah. Yeah, and I'm kind of over that. I'm like, the, I, like I'd, I'd, be, I'd be happy if it was just about, you know, she's like, later, you know, and <laughs> yeah. the end. <laughs> yeah. The end, yeah. And like, then I she went I'm home and she was happy. <laughs> yep. Well, in, in classical drama, like, um, you know that something is um, a comedy because everybody ends up married at the end. Like, yeah. instead of, and it's a drama if they're all dead. Like, yeah. there's no one between. And that's kind of how it still is. Like, yeah. yeah. Whoa. I like, let's weird. see. Yeah, now I'm trying to think. I'm like, stuff that doesn't involve. Well, well, let's see. I'm like, well, I was going to say the matador, but actually, my head ending for that is them ending up in a uh happy threesome right so <laughs> so you not a traditional love just, story but you've just traditional comedy to yourself there you've <laughs> gotten them all married to each other but yeah. in my defense it really works that way that yeah. is once you yeah. watch the movie you're yeah. like well that's that's yeah that's happening. you know that that makes me think like um comfort foods it's, it's so we've talked about it's like the characters you want to spend time with the characters sometimes it's the plot um but then it's also like how well does it align with like your head canon yeah for what should yeah. happen to the characters um that's true because like jurassic park everybody everybody lives at the end and i want them all to live because i like them mm -hmm. um like if they were if the characters were like slightly 
um, less appealing, and I'd want most of them to end up like smashed into the dirt by some <laughs> yeah, giant that's dinosaur. True. You know, that wouldn't be a comfort for me anymore. Like going back to revisit, but like Nedry is just disgusting, and you hate him, and he ends up yeah eaten, and you're fine with that. Like it's, it's like, yeah, to, All yeah, right. it's comforting to reread that because everybody gets what they want. But um, like like I said, Thirty Rock, like it um. Like, I thought it was always about, like, Liz Lemon and her sandwich, and then it's Liz Lemon and crisscross. <laughs> yeah. God, I can't even say it with a straight face. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's, like, how much of that is, like, does it adhere to what I want for the characters? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a very good point. Huh. That's a very good point between, like, and that may be part of what the distinction is for me between something I just go back and watch repeatedly and something that is really comfort food. I'm going to have to think about that because I, I feel like you may be onto something there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like my ultimate, I have to, I have to visit it and I probably neither of you will be surprised. Um, my ultimate comfort food and one of my favorite TV shows, probably my favorite TV show of all time. Who am I kidding? Mm-hmm. Is uh, Friday Night Lights. Um, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think a big part of it is uh, the characters. No question, I think the characters are like they are the kind of characters where you feel like you know them. Like you feel you, sort of the line between reality and fiction starts to blur. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that they are all still living in Texas, and I don't want to talk about that not being the case. Um, and okay. uh, <laughs> um, but also that. It had such a satisfying, graceful um, ending, and, and and it was so fitting to the show because it was really kind of sweet and positive and optimistic without somehow being sappy, which is how the show yeah. kind of, you know, that was the balance of the show for pretty mm. much its whole run, even though it had a lot of shortcomings as well. Um it was that really beautiful balance for me anyway, between um, sort of realness and, and it's never syrupy, which I liked about it. Like I talking specifically about the ending of that, like um, it ends on a really hopeful, positive note for everybody, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't like tie everything up in a neat, like TV drama. Like you don't walk away thinking like everyone's problems are solved. Yay. Yeah. Like, you know that they're going to still have the same, like, because of the same characters, they're still going to create the same problems for themselves. <laughs> totally. Um, but it ends it in such a way that it's satisfying that you expect that, like, they're, yeah. they're all in a good place yeah. to move forward. Yeah. That's a the really good choice. Both of you have used, and, like, I think I've latched, I think you've hit the nail on the head with it, is satisfying. Mm-hmm. Um, that you want it to be as you said earlier, you want things to go in a way that fits the characters in a way that works for them. You want people to get their just desserts, good or bad. Um, You want Nedry to be violently killed by dinosaurs. (laughs) You want... Repeatedly. Yeah. Um, So I think, you know, how satisfying it is, that's an important factor. Yeah. I agree. Because I think the same yeah. thing for for me, <laughs> again, it's probably just me, is I found that the ending of The Killing was satisfying, and I didn't actually expect it to be that satisfying. Oh, um, okay. Because it's such a dark show, and especially in the last two seasons, it's particularly um, 
just sort of horrible, like horrifying what goes on. And Mm -hmm. um, it ended in a way that was surprisingly satisfying without, which is amazing because I think that it's, (laughs) I think it, it, a lot of people turned on it specifically because it was unsatisfying um, for a lot of its run. Like in, in terms of like the first season finale, I think a lot of people were like, Oh no, you didn't! I'm never watching this show again. <laughs> um, which I get. <laughs> that was I me. Completely yeah. get. Yeah, like I, I'm like that is fair. Um, if I had been watching it in real time, week to week on AMC, I would have felt the same way. But hmm. I watched it all in one go on Netflix, and so the first season was in like two days, and then I'm like, ooh, what? Okay, next episode. You know, which is a totally different yeah. experience than sitting there and going, "Are you kidding me?" And yeah. I have to wait months for you to resolve, yeah. screw you. You know, like, when you have that <laughs> yeah. sort of feeling, which I think is totally valid. So it could be a very unsatisfying show, but because I sort yeah. of watched the entire series and then the last season came out and the ending of the final season is actually really satisfying and very, it added a lot of, um, like, it was a very hopeful ending <laughs> without feeling like, oh, they wanted to give the characters a happy ending, so let's make that happen. It it, huh. it felt very, I don't know, very real and very, it was amazing. It was, I urge people who gave up on it to give it another shot and kind of push through. Um, huh. Because, yeah, the red herrings and stuff like that are, that gets old. Like, there's no question. But now that it's all on Netflix, you can kind of burn through that pretty quickly. Hmm. <laughs> and then you get to this amazing ending. And I don't, I would love to talk more about it, but I don't want to spoil it in case anybody <laughs> does want to see it. Um, and if you do watch it, uh, give me your ring-a-ding because uh, nobody <laughs> wants to talk to me about it. So... <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's for me with TV shows, that is an important factor is um how much of it is there, because I find very few shows that are currently on fit the bill for me for this. There needs to be a pretty good backlog, and to some extent, preferably if there's a finale, that's even better in some ways, but at least there needs to be a really good backlog of stuff I can go through, so I mm-hmm. don't have to sit and watch week to week. Yeah. Um, and it's not, and generally I don't watch week to week. Um, I find that that's not conducive in terms of the, the comfort role yeah. for me. You know, yeah, like, that's the, the week to week thing, I, I don't. I've never understood how people can do that. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, it's just like, and I know there are a lot of people who do, and there are a lot of people who, like, their interest in something really grows in between um, episodes. But uh, I don't, I'm not built that way. Like, I got to binge it to get that energy up, and then I just, it just dissipates in between airings. Um, yeah. Like, there are a lot of things that I really like that I, my interest peters out about halfway through the season because yeah. I just am like, uh, uh, I have to remember to watch it every week. Yeah, exactly. Happen. <laughs> yeah. That is too um, much. Even if it's like, if it's on the DVR and it's there, I just keep skipping past it. And I don't know why until it builds up a big yeah. Yeah. thing. So yeah, it's hard to like find a, a like, I don't think I'm ever going to find a pop culture comfort food. That's like contemporary. Like it's always got to be something from the past, like to revisit. Like, um, although like when I was a kid, Soap operas were really kind of that. Like you could huh. just sit in front of a soap opera and zone out after yeah. school. Like, um, or I would race home 
uh, with one of my friends to her house because she only lived like a block away from the school. Oh, nice. Um, and our soap opera started at three o'clock, so we would only miss like 15 to 20 minutes that's <laughs> by awesome. the time we got to the house. That's wonderful. Um, and But that's like an, an in real time comfort food because it's like they repeat the same things over and over and over again, like out of a five day um, schedule, you only got like two days worth of actual new material. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, everything else was like a rehash. Yeah. Um, so it's like hard not to lose uh, like it's hard to lose momentum when like there's no momentum to it (laughs) but very little momentum to lose yeah it's a a glacial pace is what it is on most but like I guess like telenovelas kind of fill that or um I have um followed a couple of uh k-dramas in real time where like I have to wait for the the subs to get added oh, wow. to the version on drama fever um, so that I could watch it every week. And I found that those like keep my attention a little more. I don't know if it's because I have to engage more with the material than just hmm. sit back and let it wash over me. Um, but I don't think those really classify as comfort food either because uh, like I'm not revisiting, like it's not right. a source of comfort. It's just a source of enjoyment. Hmm. Interesting. I guess, well, I guess that's a pretty good place to wrap up and talk about our recommendations. Um, if we, if we'd like to, um, I have so many, uh, does anybody else want to start? Well, yeah, I, I try to have... figure out which ones I'm going to name. Okay. I just have a couple. Um, one is actually something that we've mentioned before that I didn't talk about this time because we talked about it just a couple episodes ago. Um, singing in the rain. Oh um, yeah, it's one of those like it just yeah. You put it on at night if you can't fall asleep. Um, you put it on during the day if you're sick, and you just everything is the worst. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's really cute and sweet and fun and um surprisingly singable. <laughs> you know that you're on the mend when you start wanting to dance along with Gene <laughs> Kelly, like instead of just watching him. Like how does he do that? Um, so that singing in the rain is probably my big go-to comfort food recommendation um other than that i think if you're in the mood for it um thor just there's not much to it like it's kind of just like a confection of a movie uh and it's just fun to have on as background noise while you're lying on the couch dying of consumption or whatever is happening with you at that time Um, it has thor has supplanted uh much ado as your kenneth branagh movie it has comfort movie it has and i have had i've had a lot of kenneth branagh things rotate in and out of the comfort food (laughs) selection but that's the current all right nice Lindsay. um definitely i have to plug always i'm always evangelizing friday night lights and recommending people to watch it uh especially if you think you won't like it (laughs) um because i most certainly was like uh sorry it's about teenage boys it's about football players in texas (laughs) zero interest like i had no interest um because i'm canadian uh i don't (laughs) care about football i've tried to care about football i don't care about it but the thing is is it's actually not about about that um it's a workplace drama and it's the characters that uh make it amazing and they make you care for the little sort of compact 90 second (laughs) um sort of bursts of football that you have to be engaged in they they condense it down to just the exciting (laughs) stuff and you care because the characters care so they actually for a brief period made me care about fictional football 
Um, but uh, I def I can't recommend it enough. Um, it's it's truly a, a bit of a gem. Um, and I have to agree with because uh, I, I really enjoyed your episode about musicals, and I was um, agreeing the whole time. Uh, anything with Yay. pretty much anything with Gene Kelly. Yeah, I'm a huge <laughs> fan of Gene Kelly and specifically his movies with him and Frank Sinatra. There are only three of them, but yeah, I can't like Anchors Away is super stupid, but it's super <laughs> comforting. Uh, <laughs> and there's really good dancing in it, and uh, there's all, all kinds right. of there's all kinds of fun trivia about Gene Kelly and Frank Sinatra. But I have to say, my favorite of the two of them is On the Town, which is a musical that gets forgotten a lot. And oh. uh, it's the one where that they wrote New York, New York for. And uh, oh. as in New York, New York, it's a hell of a town. Um, and it's delightful. And again, it's three sailors on shore leave in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's super fun, and the music is great. And uh, it's there's a one song in it that's super offensive. Um, <laughs> All right. And, so therefore, you have your ideal... Uh, 50s MGM musical. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, I recommend that wholeheartedly. That never gets old. That's very much for me when I'm sick. I love to watch On the Town. Oh, nice. Um, and uh, yeah, I feel like The Office and uh, like we mentioned Parks and Rec and 30 Rock, those are good go-to. Um, uh, they stand up well to rewatching. I find. Yeah. Really Mine, well. Yeah. Um, we've covered, yeah, Parks and Rec and 30 Rock. Mine, um, The Matador, again, I, I, if you like Archer, if you're someone like me for whom Archer is comfort food, then yes, <laughs> uh, check out The Matador. Um, I also really like, uh, Finding Nemo. Um, weirdly, I, I have found is a really good, like, pick me up for, for me. Um, I just, every time I watch it, I'm like, oh gosh, I forget, I forgot how much I love this movie and how much I needed to watch it whenever I'm, I'm in a bad mood. Mm -hmm. Um, and also, uh, Meg Cabot's Princess Diaries series is just ridiculous, um, and fun and dumb mia is in many ways so dumb but she's also really sweet and good-hearted and they're just so funny um i totally recommend those books mm -hmm. um and that yeah you should uh get in touch with us to share your thoughts on on our picks and recommendations if you have some your thoughts on uh on comfort food and um you can find us you can do that on twitter uh at britches podcast uh for the podcast collectively or you can get us individually on twitter i am jules has tweets lisa is oc fairer and Lindsay, where can they get you uh you can get me it's lh mcmillan uh on twitter cool and uh you can find us online at uh, realbossybritches.com um, and in the usual Facebook, Tumblr, all that good stuff. Um, so you should definitely get in touch with us. Lisa, is there anywhere, or sorry, Lindsay, is there anywhere else they should go for you or just, uh, just Twitter? Just Twitter. So, yeah. All right. I, <laughs> yeah. For what that's just worth. Tweet. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead, Lindsay. 
tweet at Lindsay and tell her how much you love Friday Night Lights. Um, and if you tell her how much you don't want to watch it, she will respond with pictures of teenage boys holding hands before they go out onto a football field, which is how she got me. Yeah, nice. And it's really effective. Yeah. Oh, I've got I've got an arsenal. I've all right. I have yeah. Yeah. exposed. Oh yeah, I'm responsible for about I don't know fifty people watching. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Way to go. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And I like, she should have been she should have been on the payroll. Yeah. Like, I was gonna say they payroll. should send like, you a gift. Send yeah. you a tote bag. I I agree. I have to agree. Yeah. I think she single handedly got them that last season. <laughs> I really do. That was all anybody my work. Can get... All right. Well, yeah. if anybody can get Lindsay a Friday Night Lights tote bag, you yeah. should uh, get in touch. <laughs> And we'll thanks for joining us. We'll see you next thanks, week. Everybody. Thanks for having me. Thanks Thank for coming you. on. <laughs> Bye, y'all.